One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Corporate Chopper Pete Quinnell and today I'm joined by Randy, Andy Natson. Hi Chopper, how are you today? I'm alright mate, I'm uh, I'm still very very tired. Um, I am one tired boy, but I've got a three day weekend coming up, so hopefully can get a nice bit of rest. I say, yeah, yeah no it is three day weekend, yeah, because I've got tomorrow Monday and Tuesday off. Crazy. Well, I learned this week how important sleep is because I was it's pretty I was, important. I was talking to my personal trainer, and he said, "Yeah, the time that you gain most muscle is when you are deepest deepest in your sleep." And I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah. that's probably why I didn't gain anything when my girlfriend was staying with me because <laughs> she no 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 not because of that <laughs> because she." moves so much when she sleeps that I, I sort of sleep in bursts of about an hour and a half. I'm pretty sure that we started off with the exact same complaint on last week's episode of you complaining yeah. about your girlfriend sleeping in the same bed as you. Yeah, she's the worst. Um <laughs> okay. so yeah I didn't get I didn't get any weight that week. And then 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 this week I gained weight because she's, she's mm-hmm. not here. because uh, I've been sleeping better. Obviously I love her very That's much. That's what but... it means. Yeah. Um, yeah. So clearly, it's working. But anyway, should we should we, should we talk about uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins, who who yeah. is a dad, who's a daddy now? Yes, we should. Um, he returned on SmackDown. Um, but what next for him? Because there wasn't like a a huge angle or anything for him, but there was an angle. So what does it mean? What's next for Seth? Let's talk about it. The first thing we're going to be talking about today is this Seth angle, because it was built up last week. We got a video package that was played twice, showcasing Mm -hmm. all of Seth Rollins' big highlights in his career and all the things he's done in Royal Rumbles and WWE and Universal Champion and who's all look at Seth, he's great. Really good video package, but it was played twice last week and it was played twice on this episode as well. The same one, like at least mix it up a little bit would have been great, but sure. It was a good video. 
it, it was. It was a great video package, but when you watch it four times, it really starts to lose its effect. Anyway, it came out, and they played the video package for the fourth time in two weeks, and they said, his return, next. And then they showed all of the locker room. All of them came out to surround the ring, and I was like, what is happening? Why is everyone out there? If it was like, for starters, this this isn't a precedent. Like when someone returns from leave, everyone comes out to congratulate them back. That's not a precedent in WWE anyway. If it was someone like Roman Reigns returning from his leukemia, great. Could totally understand everyone coming out to welcome him back. This is Seth Rollins. Everyone hates him in kayfabe. Like he's one of the least popular people on the entire roster. There's no reason for any of them to be out there. So I get that. And I understand yeah. that. However, mm-hmm. however, I get what I think I get what they were trying to do because as his his gimmick is that he is the the savior of Friday mm-hmm. nights and he is the or the Monday night Messiah when he was back on Raw. It felt like he was giving a sermon to uh-huh. his people, and uh-huh. therefore he needed some kind of congregation, almost like a vicar. Yeah, yeah giving, absolutely. Giving, giving. But I know, and I get that they hate him, but also. Because he's returning, they're like, oh, and he also st- he started the promo as if he was like, hey, man, I'm back. I'm a father now. I, I see things differently. There's lots of talented people here. So he may well have, in kayfabe, said to them, look, I'm different now, guys. I've changed. Look, I really mm-hmm. want you to come out, hear what I've got to say. Yeah. And almost almost like a sort of preacher speaking to his people. And then you sort of see them go like, oh, he's being nice. And then he turns and they go, oh, okay. Well, screw that guy. I, mean, I don't want to listen yeah. to this anymore. So I get, I really do get the framing. Yes. But without explanation, it just looked like, here's everyone. Yes, that that's the key bit that was missing was the explanation. Because I like that idea that he was giving a, a sermon to everyone. And I would have liked to have seen, even if it was just like, you see the odd person backstage with like this envelope that just says like, Seth Rollins invites you to mm. return sermon or whatever the hell they want to do it. Just a little something that takes like 10 seconds to do. Um, would have just made the segment feel a bit more organic because this one felt a bit forced. But I did like what happened next, though, because Seth came out with his old music, burn it down, everybody, that's back, um, which I'm I'm kind of happy because I like the burn it down theme. I really liked his old one, though. I really think the I know everyone hated it, but I loved his Messiah theme. It just fit mm. so perfectly with his gimmick. And that that to me is much, much more important than having a good song is having something that fits your character. Like, whew, stuff like Rusev's theme and Jack Swagger's theme, Alistair Black's, like, stuff like that that just fits and just works. You know, even, like, Alberto Del Rio, you know, his theme when he was in WWE, yeah, I know, he's a terrible person, but his theme for his gimmick just fit, like, perfectly for what he was, even though it's not, you know, I'm not going to stick it on my Spotify and listen to it, but yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. So I don't know. I- I've got mixed feelings about Burn It Down coming back. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't worry about it as much. Um, but it, it's just given that his gimmick is the same as it was before. It is strange to again. Maybe they change it next week and they go because it yeah. was just him being like, "Hey, look, I'm Seth again. I'm 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 the guy you you missed when mm-hmm. I was away off having my baby with with uh, with Becky Lynch and stuff." Um, which, by the way, should have been how he did his promo. Um, but, by by saying that, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Seth. You missed me. Remember when I had that baby with Becky Lynch and stuff? Yeah. (laughs) Waka waka. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, but like, so so the the story was a bit weird and and the music 
might be a bit strange, but I think actually seeing him back, I did. I have. I sort of realised that I have sort of missed him. Me too. Because because other than Roman, the top heel on SmackDown, well, you've got sort of Jey Uso, but the top heel on SmackDown has sort of been Baron Corbin, and you got Sami Zayn. Yeah. So I have missed like a legitimate like uh, sort of main 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 star mm-hmm. who we can have a have a secondary storyline with. Yes. Um, and I don't think I quite realised how well I think a Messiah versus an eventual Messiah versus uh, Tribal Chief feud could work because they're yeah. they're very. They're not similar gimmicks, but they're both sort of like, I'm the greatest and I'm the greatest. Sort yeah. of, there, there's that, there, there can be that clash. And because they've got the obvious history, there's so much that this return can do. And in a weird way, I think the real life birth of his child, of Seth's child, can really work into this into this new sort of because he's the messiah and there's a whole sort of the, ch- the child and the, f- mm-hmm. the prodigal son obviously it's a daughter but um i think there is so much more of Seth, seth's character we haven't seen and now that we're probably getting him feuding with cesaro um which pete you can explain in a second i just think that i, I don't want cesaro to lose the feud because he will because it's seth rollins but this could be like a re great feud to remind us all how brilliant he is in the ring because obviously he was stuck in that Mysterio feud for so long that we need to remind ourselves what Seth Rollins can do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, I think you probably skipped a couple of steps in the promo there. Mm. So let's talk about what actually happened. So Seth came out with his old music, came out to the ring and started doing this little sermon to everyone gathered around the ring. Um, and it started off kind of like a babyface promo, just being like, yeah, I'm so happy to be back in the Thunderdome. I've really missed it here. As all of you guys know, you know, I, I've been away. I've had a daughter now and she's completely like changed my life. I never thought I could, you know, love someone so much. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a different person now. And, you know, the people at, uh, at ringside, I, I thought it was really nice that they cut to a shot of Daniel Bryan clapping when he said I've had a daughter now. So I'm like, he's also a dad. Yeah, I get it. I like the 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 symbolism. I get it. Um, and uh, yeah, and then uh, but then of course he just hit a, a flipped a switch and went right back to his heel stick, and he's just like you know she's giving me a completely different perspective on my life, and that perspective is that I am the leader that SmackDown needs to take it all to the next level. I can be a father to the locker room. I was like, that's that's good. I re- I enjoy that a lot. Um, and he was saying it seems to be his new catchphrase now is embrace the vision. Uh, it was on his Titan Tron, and he ended the promo saying that um, as he flipped into his heel stick, though, everyone from ringside, the lights were like dimmed. So I guess he couldn't see around them, even though we could. Um, everyone just kind of piled out and just went to the back. They were like, oh, for God's sake, Seth's the same again. They all went to the back, um, except for Cesaro. Lights came up, and Seth looked around to be like, where did everybody go? Mm. What? That's a shame. Then saw Cesaro, and he was like, hey, I knew you would get what I'm talking about. You understand what I'm trying to do with my vision here. And Cesaro just shakes his head and just like, no, and just walks off slower than everyone else. They, everyone else is fired out at this point. So it's just Cesaro left, gets to the ramp, stops, looks back at him again eh, and just walks out. But then that ticks off Seth Rollins, who gets out yeah. the ring, attacks Cesaro from behind, 
uh, beats him up and then just leaves. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes out to save him because they're in a tag match later on, a Bryan and Cesaro versus um, people, which we'll get to later. Um, and then, yeah, Seth just left and that was that. So I, d- I don't think it was the the huge, whoa, Seth's back angle that mm. people were expecting, but I'm all for a Seth Rollins-Cesaro feud. Fresh baby face Cesaro going against Rollins should be one bloody fantastic in the ring because both of them are very good wrestlers um and also i'm really hoping that this kind of solidifies cesaro as kind of a more top baby face i don't want rollins to just the thing is rollins is almost certainly going to win this feud because he's just came back he's unfortunately a bigger star than cesaro he's probably going to win i think the way he wins the feud will determine cesaro's fate if he just beats him like they have a match next week and seth wins and that's that that's going to be really anticlimactic and terrible if they have a proper feud and cesaro looks really good maybe they have a a singles match at fast lane or something i don't know and cesaro puts on an amazing performance and gets so close to winning but seth like cheats to win or something then that's like oh no cesaro's great but Mm. seth just managed to eke out with his you know, his experience, even though Cesaro is a veteran as well, but you get what yeah. I mean. I think that the fast lane match makes the most sense because I think if it, it would be a bad idea just to have Cesaro lose next week, just two days before the Elimination Chamber, but that's not to say they won't do that because they've done that in the past. Um, yeah, I can't see Cesaro winning. I, I don't know who I've got to got in the Elimination Chamber. Maybe Daniel we'll, Bryan. We'll talk about but, the Chamber yeah, later. Yeah. Um, but I think having Cesaro sort of have an actual feud where maybe he doesn't come to sort of, they don't butt heads quite yet, but wait till after Elimination Chamber, maybe Cesaro has a match next week and Seth gets involved or or vice versa. Um, yeah, I'm really interested to see what happens because we're in for a lot of good wrestling. But like you said, it's, it's the story. Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly, Embrace the vision is also what Wanda Maximoff says. There you go. That's a pop culture cool reference for you there. Haven't seen Wanda Vision yet. Still not got no. Disney Plus. So no, it just doesn't actually say that's just because she's married to Vision. Yeah, because know? she's yeah. married to Vision. Yeah, no, I I got it. Yeah, well done. Um, yeah. Overall, though, I thought it was quite good, quite effective as as a return. It wasn't like a whoa shock return. As announced returns go, it was pretty good. Because a lot of the time they'll be like, they're coming back next week. And then they'll come back next week and they'll have a match. And you go, cool. This, at the very least, it set up a feud. It put over his character and reminded you, oh, yeah, this is the Messiah Seth Rollins. This is what he's about. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Pretty good yeah. overall. And I'm excited Absolutely. for Rollins Cesaro if we get to, if we get that. Yeah. And, and they're putting over Cesaro strong. Um, yeah. We'll talk about the main event later. But like he, he, mm-hmm. got, the, he got the win. So it's... It feels Spoilers. like Gosh. it feels like at the very least that they're gonna give him a good fair go. They're not just gonna have him get squashed because yes. then that would parry the rest of the roster. If you think Until Vince changes his mind again about Cesaro and just says, "Nah, he's not. He's not worth anything." And then he'll just lose. Yeah, which is yeah. totally possible. He's not American. Yeah, crazy, right? His name is Tony. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We now need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. Uh, if you've not been over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. WrestleTalk Extra has gone live over there, uh, which means you get to listen to Ollie and Luke review St. Valentine's Day Massacre, um, which is the debut of the Big Show in WWF. And that, that cage match where Big Show comes out from the ring and chucks Stone Cold into the cage and then Stone Cold wins um, that show. Um, so they get to review that, and you can listen to that right now if you're a $5 backer. If you're a $25 backer, get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets ran out on a show, much like this one. So thank you to Vito Ventura, Pet Detective. Woo! Oh, yeah. Thank you. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Hannah Bananas! Woo! Yes, thank you very much. The Fitness Consiglieri, Scott Michel. Woo! Thank you. Super Kick Party, Andy Buckley. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. Woo! Ah, oh, I you. will. Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. The Harbinger, Doom Lion. Ah, oh, yeah. Full of flavor, Sean Blanford. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Ah, oh, yeah, we are. Thank you. Moving sideways, Kieran Crabtree. Hell yeah, thank you very much. The Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. Ah, yeah. Thank you. And finally, Marcus, he's got soul, Campbell. I almost called him Marcus Cole for some reason. Thank you very much. Thank you to all our Fletch Hammers. 
let's talk about the rest of the show. Uh, which started off because it's a SmackDown episode. So it started with Roman Reigns, of course. Oh. Um, came out with Jay and Paul. It came out to the ring. Adam Pearce was already waiting in the in the ring with a contract in hand, presumably for something about the Elimination Chamber. Makes a lot of sense. Um, after they come in, uh, Reigns cuts a very quick promo about Edge, just being like, "I can't believe he's waiting. What a what a, a doofus!" Um, because Edge said on Raw he didn't say that. Funnily enough, uh, because Edge said on Raw that he's going to wait until after Chamber to see where the dust settles, and then he'll make his choice, which makes sense like do that at the start you know how we said last week how about i really don't like inorganic ways to drag out the announcements just say when you're going to announce it just be like well i'm actually going to wait until after chamber to see who the champions are it's like oh yeah that makes sense yeah or i'm gonna wait wait until after fast lane because that's the show because what if i don't know he picks blob like 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 roman and then roman loses to chad gable and yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well, damn it, I should have gone for Chad Gable rather than going, yeah. It, yeah, it makes exactly. sense. So, so, like you say, don't have the week beforehand of them going, hmm. Yeah, hmm. exactly. Or, or them just having really convoluted ways to not make an announcement for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, um, Adam Pearce is there saying that in the contract, Roman Reigns will defend his Universal Championship inside the Elimination Chamber, much like um, Drew McIntyre does on Raw for the WWE Championship. And Roman's just like, yeah, no. <laughs> Essentially yeah. was was the gist of the promo. Um, he just starts laughing and he's just like, mm, no, uh, Paul, you want to take this one? Paul Heyman gets in, cuts a great promo. I don't know what it is about Paul Heyman, just the way he's portraying this character. It's not the same as he is with Brock, but it's starting to get elements of it. I feel like he's becoming more confident in his role with Roman so that he's changing his character slightly. And on this one, he knew exactly what he needed to say and what he needed to do. And he came in, he was just like, hey, Adam Pearce, I'm Paul Heyman. I'm special counsel for Roman Reigns. It was like, obviously he knows that, but just putting over like Paul's official character kind of thing was great. Um, And him just saying that, actually what's going to happen is that you can put whoever you want in the chamber. Whoever wins that, will then get a universal championship match with Roman Reigns immediately after that match. Um, because they're, they're contractually obliged to have the universal championship defended at Elimination Chamber. Makes total sense. Um, but it doesn't say anything about the championship having to be defended inside the chamber. So we're just yeah. going to have a singles match with the winner of the chamber. And he was saying, well, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to fire Roman Reigns this close to WrestleMania? All of them just like... Proper, like, yuck it up. Just be like, <laughs> this guy can't do anything against us. We're great. Uh, it was really effective. I, I thought it was great. It sort of makes sense. Obviously, there's a loophole. There's probably no contractual obligation for the Universal Championship to be invented at Elimination Chamber, but I can buy it if there was one. Sure. So is my, my understanding is that the moment the Elimination Chamber match finishes, there will be a Universal Championship match. Yes. So... Basically, Roman can come out and just kill whoever's spent half an hour, 40 minutes in the ring. Exactly, yes. Which is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a really nice bit of storytelling. And normally I don't like these kind of, oh, well, there was a loophole in the contract, which it didn't read storyline. But this works somehow. I don't know whether it's just because it's Roman Reigns. Interestingly, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you... 
if you were listening, or well, I'm sure you were, but Paul Heyman originally went, oh, whoever wins the match gets a universal championship. And yes, then, and then he realized he's going, oh, crap. No, no, that doesn't, <laughs> that's not what happened. Right. Three minutes later, they'll get a universal championship match. match. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, right. That's what he meant. Okay. Yeah. But no, it's, re- it's really clever. Um, yeah. And then Adam Pierce kind of goes, look, well, do you know what? So, all right, that's fine. Okay. You can, you can do that. You can have the match afterwards. Speaking of the match, I've decided there are two people who don't need to qualify. They've earned their place. One of them is Jey Uso. So really interesting to see what happens there. Because if Jey Uso wins, is he just going to lie down mm-hmm. for Roman? Or which I think would be a really... I think Jey Uso should win for that story. Okay, there's a hot take. But... And then he says, oh, and also, because of what happened at the Rumble, they're sort of buying into that whole... Oh, there was a referee botch at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens is going to be in it, and at that point, yep. it's where Roman just sort of like sort of snaps, leaves the ring, just goes right into Adam Pearce's face, and goes, "I think you understand. I don't care who's in that match. Do you not understand me?" And it's like, ah, oh. and and it's once again where I'm going, "Oh man, that guy, he's so he's terrifying," <laughs> and I'm actually buying into this being real, and that Roman right. is genuinely pissed off, and it's yeah. and this this happens so infrequently for me when I'm watching wrestling that I just love it. Yeah, he's so so <sighs> good, and like you were saying, the character work across everyone was great. The potential tension between Roman and Jay is great, playing off their feud they had last year, and I think. We'll get to the actual, you know, people who qualified later. But the story's there for someone to win the chamber. Roman comes out, goes to just murder them, and they have like a hope spot. They yeah. come in and they hit like a finisher, or they 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 go crazy and hit this like really big spot, and everyone goes, Oh my god, no way are they gonna win. And Roman's gonna do a really close near fall kick out, and everyone's gonna go, Oh, and Roman's gonna win. But it will really put over that person in defeat, and I want that person to beat Cesaro, please. Okay, but how about this? Okay. Jey Uso wins, uh-huh. Roman comes out, mm-hmm. Uso sort of looks at him for a second and goes. Lies down. Mm-hmm. Roman goes to pin him, but at like two and a half, mm-hmm. Jay kicks at Jay. Just lifts his shoulder and go, and just sort of stands up and just sort of like, no, I can't. I, I, this isn't yeah. me. I can't just lie down. And Roman like okay. just intimidates the hell out of him, and then he lies down again and takes okay. the pin. But you can just see his mind going like, oh, I can't. How have I let this myself lose like this? I've just I've just spent half an hour battling my heart out and now i'm just lying down for this guy alternate pitch i like your first part where jay lies down and kicks out what if he kicks out in the way that roman does and low blows him on the kick and then roman's like what are you doing man and he's like i don't know anymore (laughs) the whole time and roman just kills him i think that would be cool yeah i think there are so many ways but i think that would be my favorite that would be very good. I, I I think there's there's definitely the story there for a star making performance for a babyface, kind of like in the way that the gauntlet matches are always booked in WWE. I think there's a there's a potential for someone to win the chamber and then putting a really good showing against Roman, better than they should 
by any stretch of the imagination put in, even if the match is only like three, four minutes long, them just getting in hope spots and just being like, where, how are they still fighting? This is yeah. crazy kind of thing. Um, whether that's Daniel Bryan, Cesaro or, or someone like that, that I cool. think that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm thoroughly excited for that. Um, we got the Seth Rollins video package, as we mentioned before. Um, then we had Adam Pearce backstage kind of rushing around being like, uh, we need to make some qualifying matches for the, el- for the Elimination Chamber. Oh God, what do we do? Um, Sonya Deville, being just better at the job than Adam Pearce from the looks mm-hmm. of things, has already made a match uh, between Ray and Dominic Mysterio and Sami Zayn and uh, King Corbin. Whichever team wins a tag match, both members go on to qualify for the, uh, for the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Cool. I think it makes sense. The four people that were picked make a lot of sense. I'm perfectly okay with this. Um, yeah. Sami Zayn, I guess, not quite so much because he's been losing a lot recently. Um, so that doesn't make as much sense. But it's Sami Zayn, former Intercontinental yeah. Champion. Like you could make an argument for they it. Needed, I think. They needed a heel, basically, yeah. to go up against the Mysterios. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think in kayfabe, you could still make an argument for it anyway. And Mysterios make perfect sense against Corbin as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Corbin's been on a winning streak, you know, against Dominic. So, yeah, that makes sense, too. And I thought the match itself was pretty fun. It was fine. Yeah. It was good. There, there was clearly a directive from the producers backstage before the show went, right, whoever can eat the most scenery around the ring gets a, gets a pay <laughs> gets rise. A or something. I don't yeah. know, because Dominic did the most... Oh, it was horrible. He did this suicide dive, and he just ate the announcer's desk like he did seriously and then again skipping ahead but late in the night Liv Morgan <laughs> dives at Bailey and just eats the barricade just mm-hmm. face first yeah I mean I'm surprised Dominic got up so as quickly as he did because that looked rough yeah I, I, mean, I thought he was going to stay down but then yeah. re- like that they had the goes, get up you idiot <laughs> get up get up son come on back in the um, ring yeah, but it was a good match. Um, was- double six one nine spot. Lots of nice little character bits. Ray kind of Ray got Corbin out of the ring because he thought, well, Corbin's the main threat here. And then Sami Zayn just beats Dominic clean, which I thought was a nice bit of storytelling. Yeah, um, and it gives Sami a win. Can see a, cl- yep. a clean win, which is very rare for Sami. Haven't seen um, that in ages. Like he hit a blue thunderbomb, and then he hit an exploder, and then he hit. A helluva kick, and it's like, oh, yes, nice, you, great. Like, it's you're shocked that like he yeah. actually won a clean he, match. You're like, he just hits and moves and won. At, at some point, he's going to cheat here, surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, he just he just won, which was great. Yeah, like I said, really good to see a clean win for for Sammy. I think Sammy and Corbin qualifying for the chamber is good. I think both of them will add something to the chamber. Whether Corbin is just the stereotypical beat down everyone kind of heel blow in the faces of the the faces that are still in the chamber kind of thing in the pods mm. that kind of thing he can do that well he's a big man um we then got um uh, ziggler and rude backstage or sorry the dirty dogs um oh, are, are backstage speaking to sonia deville and uh adam pierce and once again sonia deville just better at the job than adam pierce because uh they were saying well we should qualify for the for the elimination chamber both of us we're tag team champions think of how great that would be have more champions getting involved with the with the universal championship picture really put over the tag division we're great we're the dirty dogs and all that stuff and uh sonny said you know what that is a good idea so you can earn your spot by beating the team of daniel bryan and cesaro and i was like that's a cool team i yes. like that 
do more of that. Yeah, and like it, immediately you think, huh? Yeah, Adam Pearce is a dork, and Sonia mm. Deville is really good at her job. He's just good at the job. Yeah, hundred um, Yeah, it makes sense. Like obviously, so you don't want your tag team champions to just lose like that on a random show, but it it makes sense when it's like Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Um, I mean, but, we'll talk about that a bit more when we get to the yeah, match because yeah, yeah. I've got some thoughts. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, just, good. it's I just I just it don't really I, as as good as she is at her job. I don't really understand why Sonya Deville needs to be doing this. Um, no, I'm 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 hoping. May, this is almost certainly just me reading too much into it, but I get the feeling that Adam Pearce is getting so caught up with the whole Roman and Kevin Owens type thing that he's losing sight of the rest of the show and Sonya's picking up the slack, which will turn into a story of Sonya being like, why are you in charge? I'm better than you. Give me the job entirely. Get out yeah. of here, or, Adam Pearce. Yeah. Or it could it could be just that we don't know that Sonya's nursing an injury or Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Or she's just she because of everything that happened last year, she's just not quite ready to return to the ring. Obviously there was yeah. all that horrible stuff which we won't go into, but yeah, maybe she just doesn't want to return to the ring quite yet, which is which is fine. So um, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I just, I just, I wish they'd explained it a bit better at the start. Which, or they'd given it an explanation. Doesn't it? Doesn't have to be real. Doesn't have to be true. But rather than going, here's Sonya Deville. She's now Adam Pearce's assistant. Yes, exactly. Um, after that, we got another backstage segment of um, Reginald. It's <clears throat> backstage with a, a glass of champagne. Mm. Walks up to Sasha Banks, who's having a chat with Kalisto. Of all people, <laughs> I just thought of it. Is that is that a thing? Have I missed something? It, um, he was there before, right? He wore a when hat. She, yeah, when she wore another, she was in another backstage segment, and Kalisto came in, and she was like, "Hey," and then he walked off. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, so maybe got, it's this, a thing. This is a, this is a great build. Yeah, you, may, yeah, maybe it's a thing. Now you've explained it. Yeah. Um, Reginald then apologizes to Sasha Banks for comments he made last week. Mm -hmm. The comments he made last week was that Sasha would beat Bianca Belair. I'm so sorry for supporting you. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. What's... I'm not sure what he has to apologize for. The only person he interrupted was Bianca. It was any time she talked that he interrupted. What's he apologizing for? Anyway, yeah. he, he gives her the glass of champagne and she says, oh, so you meant what you said last week then. And he was like, yeah. I was like, so what are you apologizing? <laughs> anyway. Um, and then uh, he, he gives her the champagne and he walks off. She returns to a conversation with Kalisto. But then you get the shot of him turning around and like smiling evilly at the camera. Yeah. What, what's happening? What and is this feud? This would have been better if, I don't know, something had happened like obviously i don't really want a spiking drink storyline no but that's bad that felt like that's what they were trying to do and right. then, but but later in the night and again sa nothing happens to sasha so nope. i'm like she's oh. totally fine so he maybe i don't know maybe he spat in it or i don't know maybe he maybe he watered it down or maybe it was oh. not alcohol um oh. i don't know what a heel. Maybe that it was guy. baby sham. I don't know. Yeah, like, it just, maybe. It, it was just uh, that kind of and then nothing happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe the, the evil plan is to get Sasha on side so yeah, that Sasha's he can really drunk. 
do something. I, yeah. I don't know. It, it was strange. And also, I, I don't get why Reginald is getting so much screen time. I like, was going to say that. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I think you know his his flippy things are, are cool once in a while, and he's a good right hand person for for Carmella. But he should be the right hand person of Carmella. He shouldn't be yeah. replacing her in the entire feud. That is stupid, in my yeah, humble she's, opinion. She's disappeared. Um, yeah, what's going on with her? I don't know, man. It doesn't make sense. You could because of it, it looks very much like Bianca's going to challenge Sasha, and yeah. why wouldn't she? But in the meantime, you need. A couple of feuds, so mm-hmm. you just need someone to face. I mean, I it's, because then there's been that, that sort of rumors that Rhea Ripley's coming, but you can't have Sasha face Rhea Ripley yet because that would be stupid. Correct. So you need, but someone... you could have Carmella face Rhea yeah. Ripley and have Sasha focus on Bianca. Yeah, you need Carmella to do something me. because otherwise it's just here's Reggie. Yeah, and that's that and, story, and that's it. That's the entire thing. I yeah. They, they've looked at Carmella, the pairing of Carmella and Reginald, and gone, he does He's flips. the star. <laughs> we like him. Let's push him more. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 really unfair on Carmella, I think. But hey-ho. Um, after that, we got Biggie coming out to the ring. He says, uh, cuts a promo and says, hey, the Sami Zayn and Apollo Crews chapter of my Intercontinental title run is in the past. I can't wait to move forward. So then Apollo Crews immediately comes out. Uh, to remind us that it is in fact not over. Um, and he said, Hey, look, I know what you're going to do. I know you're going to put out an open challenge. So I'm going to accept it. I'm right here. Give me another shot. And Biggie was saying, you're right. I was going to do an open challenge. Could be answered by anybody, anybody except you. We have had your shot. You're not getting it again. We're done. And then the next bit, I was like, okay, this is fine. But then the next bit, I was like, Ooh, this is really good. Because they put the microphones down, they just got in each other's faces, and they were just talking to each other, like intensely talking to each other in each other's faces. You didn't hear that the first part of what they were saying, but then it got to a bit where they were just like, like you would in a real like argument. You, they were just like talking over each other, and it uh, Biggie was saying, just just go to the back, just go to catering, just take a paycheck. You're not getting another shot. We're done. And Apollo was like, no, I won't. Don't tell me to shut up. I'm not going to do that. And it was like they were just literally like talking over each other, just shouting. I was like. This feels real. Like this feels yeah. like legit. This I'm they're selling it and I'm buying it. Um yeah, it was I thought it was really, really effective, really well done. And just while they're talking, Apollo's still going. Biggie just holds up the mic and just goes, send out my next opponent. Like to 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 the people at the back. And Shinsuke Nakamura comes out and I was like, All right, cool. I can dig that. Great. Yeah. It yeah, it's the sort of biggie's like, no, I've I've had enough of you, Apollo. Just get out of my face. I I want to get on with my title reign. I've faced you. I've I've proven that I've that I'm good enough to beat you. But in it and it's not like I don't find Apollo annoying because some I feel like he could be very easily annoying. We're just going, no, 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 I want another match, I want another match, I want another match. But because of the intensity of the both of them, and because they're both working together on it, and it's not Big E going just like while he was like, I want to face someone else, and I because he's not showing this complete indifference towards Apollo. He's there's still he still clearly sees Apollo as a threat mm. because he's sort of so keen to get past him. Um, and that's not a bad thing. You like you should be a clever being a clever babyface isn't isn't a bad thing at all. Like you can be aware that yeah, you've beaten him, but he took you to your limit and and like he he got, he came close at points to to beating you. Um, 
But yeah, it, it ended really well, and I'm interested to see sort of what they're going to do with this next. Because I can't, I still don't think Apollo's going to win. But it's good that they're keeping him relevant, and they're not just going, "Okay, he's done now. Uh, you'll see him in six months." Yeah, and I also really like the fact that you know normally when you get this kind of story where it's more often than not a heel will lose to a babyface champion and then go but I want another shot. And the baby face goes, oh, go on then we'll do another yeah. one. And then they have a feud for another four weeks. And then they fight in the next pay-per-view. Mm. The entire story of this one is Biggie being like, please just leave me alone. And they're like acknowledging the fact that Apollo's had several chances and still wants more. And he's being kind of like whiny about it. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I really, I really like, because it's just addressing what's actually happening, which is they're booking Apollo in multiple title shots that's what they're doing so just for them to acknowledge that and be like yeah apollo just won't shut up about it and biggie is just tired he cut a really good there was a um, a network exclusive um promo that biggie did after the show which was really good of him just being like look i've i've spoken about apollo so much like i'm just tired of him like look don't get me wrong i think he's very talented and everything but he's lost like that's it you've had your chance like please let me carry I'm here to like break records with my title reign and I'm wasting my time on Apollo Crews. Like, I'm sorry, but he's not worthy to lace up my boots right now. He needs to go back to the back of the line, work on himself and maybe come back later kind of thing. Um, Really, really good promo. It was Biggie just being very kind of like straight laced. He wasn't shouting, doing anything. He was just talking and it was really, really effective, really good stuff. Um, so I'm 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 really into this feud. I think it's really good. Um, the the Shinsuke match against Biggie didn't go too long. Um, it was quite fun for a while it lasted, but it didn't get very long. Apollo came in and hit a drop kick on Biggie's face uh, to cause the DQ, and uh, and then Biggie and Apollo looked angrily at each other um, from the the ramp in the ring. I'm into it. I thought this was very good and another effective use of a DQ loss as well of Apollo just being like, just let me have a match, Apollo. Come on. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it furthers the feud. I like it. Yeah, and it's a reason it, the the whole DQ thing. It's just gonna piss Biggie off, and therefore he he'll be like, do you know what? Screw. This. I know what I said before, but actually, do you know, what? I just want to beat. I want to beat the f out of this guy. Um, so yeah, it, it it just makes sense, and that's all all you really need from wrestling storylines now, because yeah. sometimes a lot of the time they don't, and so when they do, it's go like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Exactly, yeah. Uh, after that, we got the Seth Rollins return that we spoke about earlier. And then we got Bailey versus Liv Morgan. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Bailey uh, defeated Ruby Riot last week. So she's facing the other half of the Riot squad this week in Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's really good. Like, Liv I, Morgan's been great like, for ages. And really she good. never gets a chance to show it. She's one of the, the most underutilized women on the roster. And I think the biggest issue for her has been that she came up with the riot squad and therefore she's always been oh you're in the riot squad you're a you're a tag team a tag team women's wrestler which is worse than being stuck as a men's tag team wrestler because you're never going to get a like a, a singles push really yeah but because she's just sort of been stuck with either sarah logan or ruby Riot, which isn't a bad thing because ruby Riot and sarah logan are great obviously sarah logan's uh now no longer with the company um but yeah, she's but she's I know she she's always also been seen as the second person in the Riot Squad mm-hmm. as well, because yeah. it's called the Riot Squad rather than the Morgan Squad. Um, 
yeah, she's she's always been great. Um, and she showed it again today, last night. And yeah, she she put everything into it, and she ate a barricade. She did. Um, I disagree that Morgan's always been great because I've watched her since NXT days. Yeah, not always. And I, I I thought she was fine, but needed some work. Hmm. I think since she's changed her gimmick and she had the whole glam thing going on, the wrestling she's actually done since then has been really really good. And this one, I was like, that's like another step up. Like she was already hmm. good, but this one, I was like, man, that's like that's really good from from well, Morgan. I thought I thought this was great. It, it's the same thing that happened with Carmella. Like mm-hmm. we didn't yeah. see her for a while, and then she comes back, and then they, they give her 10, 15 minutes to have a wrestling match, and they go, oh. Okay, so she is actually good at wrestling. Yeah. And I'm sure loads of the women's roster is really good at wrestling. We just never get to see it. Yeah, exactly. And uh-huh. so when you put her up, when you put someone like Liv Morgan against Bailey, you're gonna get a good match because Bailey's great. Liv Morgan yeah. is, as you say, improving all the time. Um but I don't know whether I still am interested in the whole Billy Kay thing because it's it's yeah. it's the same thing every week now and it's, yeah. it still makes me smile because it's Billy Kay and she's funny but all it's doing is making the riot squad look like doofuses because that every single time they get distracted by it and lose yes and no I thought this distraction finish was done really well I thought ref- it made because yeah, it was a, a referee a rather than, sense yeah. exactly yeah um also, quick side note before we get to the finish of this match, Natalia and Tamina were watching on from backstage. Because they're best um, friends. Uh, uh, Michael Cole then calls them best friends. What? The, I, I mean, they're not. They're <laughs> not best friends. There's been no indication of that whatsoever. They literally became a team because Billy Kay didn't want to team with them anymore. That was a whole story, like a little bit ago. Billy Kay teamed with one of them, teamed with the other of them, and then they teamed together. And they've never been seen to be best friends. They fought each other for the number 30 spot for the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. How are they best friends? Show us. Yeah. On screen, they're not. They might be best friends backstage and stuff like that. But say that. Or like say, oh, well, they've been in the company for the longest. They've known each other for ages. They're really close. But so instead of just going, those are two are best friends, like they do with all of the women's uh, pairings. Oh, by the way, these two are best friends. Like, apparently yeah. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are probably going to be best friends any any day now. Yeah. <sighs> it, it's it's infuriating because, like you say, they do it with loads of other women. And this is a case of show, don't tell. You need to mm. show us that they're actually very close. And because they don't have that much chemistry together, we're not going to see it because they're not best friends. It's It's infuriating. It's really annoying. And I don't know why it's winding me up so much. I think it's probably because they've done the whole best, these women are best friends thing for like every woman on the roster now. And it's really tired and boring. Give them proper characters instead of making everything being about friends all the time. Friends. Exactly. Anyway, that's a side note that went on for way too long. Billy Kay comes out to apologize for costing Ruby the match last week with like all of the resumes in her hands. Ruby writes, tries to ignore her. be like, nope, not the time. Liv Morgan's doing really well and she might win. Please leave me alone. Uh, not the time. Billy Kay goes around to the other side of it. She's like, please stop it. This is not the time. And she goes, no, but look, just look at these. Riot grabs them and in her anger, she kind of yanks them out of her hand and some of them go flying into the ring. 
The referee then turns around and is like, oh, need to get these out of the ring for, you know, safety. Mm-hmm. Um, goes to pick him up, takes him out of the ring. And Bailey at that chance, when the referee's not looking, jabs Liv Morgan in the eye, manages to hit her face buster thing, which I always forget the name of, and then uh, wins. Yes. Which I thought was fantastic because it wasn't really, it wasn't the Ryan squad being stupid. It was Ruby did the right thing of being like, not the time, just leave me alone. And it was Billy Kay's persistence that led to Riot getting so angry that she like accidentally threw some into the ring, which then led to Bailey being smart when the ref wasn't. It, it just worked. All of the parts, I think, just worked together to make a very solid distraction finish as opposed to last week's, which was a bit pants. Yes. Yeah. No, like, it really worked. And it could have gone wrong because Ruby could have done the papers and then just none of them landed in the ring. But they mm-hmm. it, it, it was choreographed perfectly. Um, and the thumb to the eye really works for the whole the face buster. Like it's it's targeting yeah. the face still. Um, Bailey was always going to get the win because it's Bailey and it's Liv Morgan. But yeah, like you said, it's, it is really good. But I still don't. Re- I, I'm still kind of over Billy Kay doing just like I'm not over Billy Kay doing the whole resume thing. But she's been doing it with the Riot Squad for a long time now, and it just feels like this is going to end in her eventually redeeming herself and then it's going to be Billy Kay's in the riot squad and then yeah. that's it yeah I'm not too sold on that personally but no. hey ho is what it is um after that we got Cesaro and Brian backstage Cesaro after being attacked by Seth Rollins earlier was just like he can talk about the change that he wants to do. nothing's ever going to change with him he's the same now and I'm going to focus he's he's been wasting his time I'm going to focus my time on qualifying for the uh, for the elimination chamber um street profits gifted a championship to nascar man i don't know what his name is i I don't nascar they they gave him a championship and then there was a street profits versus gable and otis match um which was just a fun match it was just a fun two babyface teams having babyface fun good wrestling yeah, it was a really, really cool start between Gable and Dawkins doing some map wrestling, led to some really like cool counters, innovative spots. Gable got a lot of wrestling time in this match. Do more of that. He's really good at wrestling, guys. Um, and then Montez Force hits the frog splash for the win. Really good match. It, it's nice to see the profits have stopped trying to bribe everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the win just kind of means that they're still kind of relevant for the for the tag title scene because. There are really few tag teams now on on SmackDown. Um, so, I mean, you basically saw all of them on this show. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a nice nice match, nice yeah. match. Um, and I guess that we'll probably get profits against the dogs on a pre-show at some point soon. Almost certainly, yes. Um, Sasha Banks then came out to the ring. Um, she danced with the Street Profits for a bit as they were exiting. Came out to the ring and then uh, she said, "Like, hey, Bianca Belair is like a little sister to me." And then Bianca Belair came out and said, "You're not the boss of me." And then I don't have that much time to talk about this because I would like to talk about it more because it really angered me. Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler came out, um, women's tag team champions, so of course they can float across the brands. Um, but there's only one reason that they were really here, and that's to kill the my whole joke. That's, mm. That was the entire purpose. They came out, they came to the ring and said, people should be talking about us, not Bianca. She won the Royal Rumble. Who cares about that? Literally everyone in the company, Naya, you idiot. Anyway, um, 
And then Sasha Banks says, well, I knew you were coming. How did you know that, Sasha? So I got some footage ready. And it was Naomi pinning Shayna Baszler. And then she said, oh, it wasn't that footage that I had ready. It was actually this one, which was Nia Jax doing the my whole thing and getting pushed through the table. And then Nia, Nia got mad. And then they all beat him up. And then they did the same spot again of Nia Jax. She got she got chucked and she ended up sitting on the apron and then she grabbed her ass and then she looked like she wanted to say my hole and was trying not to. She way to kill the joke. She put she hit the hardest part of her ring on the hardest <laughs> part of the ring. <laughs> Um, that's one of your best ones. Thank you very you've much, redeemed you. yourself. That's one of your best ones you've ever done. No, I, yeah, I, I, that's why I was smiling so much because I was like, oh, that's actually quite a good joke. Um, yeah. This is going to happen on Raw, isn't it? Again, and they're yeah. going to do it on SmackDown. Yeah. But yeah, 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 we, yeah. yeah, I wish we had more time to talk about this. Unfortunately, we don't. But good God, I knew this was going to happen and I knew it was going to suck and it did. Yeah. So. It did. It, and get used to this joke because they've gone, people like that. Let's do it a million times. They're literally, they censored it on the YouTube version of the clip and then went, oh God, it's on social media. Social media clicks. We love social media clicks. What are we doing? So let's just keep doing it time after time after time until it isn't funny anymore. And the first time they redid it is already the time it's not funny anymore. <sighs> it's angered me a lot. Anyway. Yes. Um, they, they they killed that joke. Then we got the main event of Rude and Ziggler versus Brian and Cesaro. Winners qualify for the chamber. Um, really fun match. They're all very good at wrestling. Um, and then it's I don't know what it is about Cesaro. So I I just connect with that man when he's wrestling. I'm like, I like you. So Ziggler was going for a super kick, and uh, Cesaro gets him up into the torture rack. Uh, the same like sequence he did last week, which seems to be coming like a, a finishing sequence, so to speak, rather than a finishing move. It's like he goes to torture rack into a backbreaker, into a swing, into the sharpshooter. Ziggler taps. Brian and Cesaro qualify for the chamber, but before they can celebrate too much, Jey Uso comes out with a chair and just clonks it straight over Cesaro. Uh, Corbin and uh, Zayn were on the ramp watching the main event match. They come down, everyone gets into a brawl, and then, just like Steve Austin in the old days... Kevin Owens' music hits. He runs down to the ring and gives a stunner to everybody. Uh, then gets a chair, sits down in the ring and just says, hey, Roman, I'm not done with you. Uh, I'm coming for you, etc." Yeah. Cool way and to end a, oh. Yeah, a cool finishing visual. Um, everyone fighting each other, just kind of hitting their hitting their moves. Um, I, do, I do wish that Kevin Owens' music had a bit more of like a a first note that made you go, whoa, um, rather than, uh, 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 because it's not quite the same as the breaking glass stunner, but that's I mean, just me. I feel like that's nitpicking. I really oh, yeah, like yeah, Kevin Owens. Absolutely. I get that sensation. When I hear that first opening riff, I do get that, oh, Kevin Owens kind of thing. Yeah. So I, yeah. I know, but just when you compare it to Stone Cold, it's just that I smash. mean. Any theme song compared to Stone Cold's theme song is going to be worse. Edge. Yeah. Like, You Think You Know Me versus The Glass Smash? Glass Smash is better. Oh, right. I thought you were just the first note, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's okay, what you're sorry, talking about. The first right, initial, yeah, yeah. like, coming out thing, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I really like this episode overall. 
Yeah. I thought there was a lot of logical storytelling, uh, a lot of matches that made sense. All of them had stakes, so to speak of. Um, and it was just some really fun wrestling, all in all. Yeah. Some really dumb Nia Jack stuff, but overall, a really good episode. Yeah, yeah. it was close to a three out of four. It was close to a four out of four for me. Mm-hmm. And then Nia Jax happened, and I was like, oh. Nia ruined it. Well, it's not, Nia. it's not Nia's fault. She was told to do it. But, Nia you know, cracks. The, but... the, <laughs> the Nia story was terrible. Mm. Not Nia's fault. I want to make that clear. No, anyway. so yeah, a very good show. But uh, yes. Yeah. Agreed. Um, before we get out of here today, uh... right, I've got a couple of emails here. Mr. Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, got one here from Ethan, um, who's emailed in. We've been asking uh, people to email in about... Um, we had one being embarrassing crush stories, as in stupid stuff you used to do to try and impress someone that you liked. Um, and also we've got stuff that stupid stuff you used to do that worked. <gasps> um, so we've got one here of the latter from Ethan, who says, Good time of day, Pete and Andy. Uh, my partner and I became a thing after months of time at her mother's house with my mate. That's right. My partner is my friend's sister. <gasps> Crazy. I love working on cars and knew my friend's sister knows her way around an engine bay. I, th- I spent three or more months with banter and jokes for her to invite me to her place for drinks after we'd had Mother's Day lunch. For me to attend the drinks, I had to follow her half an hour to the other side of the city and keep up and basically play cat and mouse through the city. We've been together five years now with a beautiful little family. Regards, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. Do you know your way around her engine bay? Now. See, that's a lovely story. Uh, Which you just ruined. It's always incredibly risky going after your friend's sibling because they're going to be be understandably wary and protective of you. And like... If if you have that sort of, I, w- I would say lad banter where you sort of talk about women and stuff, and then you start going after your friend's sister, and then he's like, "Oh, but when we were bantering about women, he he said this stuff about women, and what what if he thinks that about my sister? It's very dangerous." And so, I, I, as, as someone who's previously dated a friend's sister, not for very long, um. Yeah, it didn't go. It doesn't go very well. If it, if it obviously this was going well because it's ended happily, but if if it doesn't last, then it can be incredibly awkward with your yeah. friend. I feel like you're just incriminating yourself more than anything. What do you say about women to other men, no, Andy? You what's know so, what's so, what's so terrible that you say about women that you can't say in front of women, no. Andy? You know what men are like at the pub. That is what I mean. Men are derogatory. Look at the pub. Respectful to women, because that's what I do. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't have friends who I go to the pub with, so I wouldn't know. But I, I, been so long. I've I've heard. Uh, I've heard that the lads at the pub uh, can be a bit boisterous and uh, and interesting with their words. So I don't know. It's just if if for example, if I had a sister, which I don't, and then my friend started hitting on her, I'd be like, ha. Huh, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. Um, well, you. I. I get the feeling that you wouldn't be comfortable with anyone dating your sister if you had one. I. I reckon you'd be that kind of brother to be like, hey, 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 listen. 
you don't treat it right, I will I will break your face. That kind of thing. And then they look at me and go, ah, I take my chances. Yeah. Although now that I'm slowly gaining weight, mm. uh, my 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 punches. I've only, I think I've only ever punched one person in mm-hmm. my whole life, and that's because yep. he pushed me off a bench. Nice. Uh, so I, I feel like Reasonable. he deserved it. Yeah. Um, if you're out there, Ben, you're a, you're a knob for, <laughs> for pushing me off that bench. I, I hate you. Cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> we've got another email here. This one is an embarrassing crush story. Mm. This one comes in from Devon. Is it, say, wait, is it, does this come in from a girl who says, oh, man, this this my... My my brother's creepy friend would not stop hitting on me at my own house. No, funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this comes in from Devon, Devan, D E V A N. Devon. Have you pronounced that? Aloha, Chopper and Andy. My <gasps> embarrassing, lying. my embarrassing crush story was back in the sixth grade. So about a week before the last day of school, the girl I liked and I kind of knew liked me back told me she has something important to ask me on the last day of school. Obviously, I couldn't think of anything for the next week. Anyway, the final day of sixth grade comes to an end, and she comes up to me and asks me, would you go out with anyone? And I knew what she was asking, but for some reason thought, well, to go out to my... Wait. Well, to go out, my parents are going to need to know, and I don't want to tell them. So my answer to her question was a strong but simple no. It crushed (laughs) her. And as soon as I said it, I knew I'd fudged it all up. Years later, we actually dated and talked about this, and she said that I really broke her heart that day. But turns out, she plays for the other team, She uh, and she's happily married. I'm happily married, so all's well that ends well. Thanks, Devon. That's great. What a great time. I, I love getting in your own head and just saying something. You're like, wait, why did I say that? <laughs> uh, I Yeah. No, well, that's that's just classic sixth grade. I, I, yeah. I, I, I hate to always turn these into a, a personal anecdote, but... I isn't that I, all of what you do? Yes, everything I, is a personal I, anecdote. I liked a girl. Actually, yeah, it would have been the equivalent of sixth sixth grade, year mm-hmm. nine. Yeah, and is that the conversion rate? Sixth grade is year nine. I think so. I get it, confused between grades. I always think. Well, Bart Simpson was in grade for fourth grade, and he was ten. So, of course, the Simpsons. The sixth Fountain grade, knowledge. twelve. Okay, might have been year eight. Um, and so I like this girl. Fifth grade Probably. is year seven. It's oh, it's okay. one it's one number off. It's always right. sixth grade is year seven, etc. Right. Going up. I, I liked a girl called Isabel. Um, and obviously when you're when you're eleven, twelve, you don't really want to tell people because you because people tease you and people are like, oh, you like her? That means you're going to get married and have babies. Oh, yeah. you held hands. She's pregnant now. Um, that sort of thing, and. So it turned out, well, I didn't know this, but she quite liked me too, um, believe it or not. And so I she, don't believe so, it, so, but no, continue. Me she got her friend, also called Isabel, to ask me whether I liked her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, obviously I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna say no, because you don't you don't it's not gonna go, yeah, because then she'll go ha 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 and then everyone will find out. So I said no. And then she went back to her, back to other Isabel. Went, I'm, I'm sorry, he, he said no. And so, because you're 12, you go, okay, well, I don't fancy him anymore, because you do that when you're 12. Yep. And then I found out afterwards when after she started dating one of my best friends, when I say dating, going out with, as you do in year 12, year 12 when you're 12. Yeah. Um, 
I was devastated because it would I, I'd never had a girlfriend before and I thought that mm-hmm. was my chance that was my one chance for true love and I yep. screwed it up yep I'm still and it turns out it. it wasn't and she still owes me 10 pounds oof because I That's gave her rough. 10 pounds to buy a t-shirt from new look <sighs> mate you got swindled you got I led did. along I thought that would be much I thought that would that would seal the deal mate that that in fairness when you're 12 a tenner is basically a grand yeah right? that was two weeks money. pocket money yeah yeah that's a lot wait two weeks you got five quid a week when you were 10 uh yeah or 12 or however old you were yeah yeah christ that's a lot mm. that's a I know. lot oh yeah I'm, I, I i come from a very wealthy background <laughs> I mainly mainly spent it on sweets before school, if you can imagine that. I can, funnily enough, because you still spend it on sweets. Now, that's that's what you do. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for the the podcast content. That was Andy showing me some jelly tarts. Oh, that's so good. They're bigger. Have you you noticed? They've like no, because I've not had jelly tarts because I'm not twelve. I mean, look, seriously, you remember how the bigger jelly tart used to be? I I did used to have a lot of them when I was in year seven. Yes. Look at that. They're like three That's... times the size. I mean... It's, all, it's almost a fruit pastel. <laughs> it's true. It is almost a it's fruit like pastel. It's like a fruit pastel and a jelly tot had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the opposite of the cream egg effect. Because you know the whole cream egg thing where they slowly mm-hmm. decrease Made the size of a cream egg? Yeah. And then they Cambridge just flat out denied it. And then someone went, mm-hmm. no, no, look at them. Next you, to each you, other. you have done this. Yeah. Yes. And they go, ah... Damn it! You you found us out. How did you do that? You must be crazy scientists. Mm. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, happy uh, love stories, though, congratulations to Carol uh, Wands, uh, mm. our, one of our biggest fans, who has yeah. uh, got engaged to her. Uh, well, now fiance, I suppose. Yeah. Um, also, so, yes. Wrestle Talk fan Chris. Yes. So thank oh, you. Is who it is? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I did. I didn't know. Uh, so congratulations to both of those. Lovely yeah. people. Um, many, many happy... Uh, happy returns. Know, happy returns for the future. Yes. And yes. I hope it goes wonderfully. Yeah. Um, I think I've got one more email, but it is a long one. And I think we're going to run out of time if I do read it. So let's not. We'll save that for next week. Um, if you guys want to email in any embarrassing crush stories, snack lashes, that's some world problems, anything at all, email in to support at wrestletalk.com and we may very well read out your emails on the show. I have one quick uh note regarding relationships. Sure. I is it about your girlfriend moving a lot in the bed. No, but it is about that her, seems though. to be I, a big talking point. I think I may have I think I may have lost her because I introduced her last week to Mario Odyssey. Um, and she has done almost nothing else since. And yeah. she rough. said to me she said to me last night, this is possibly my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. And I said and I was like, yeah, well like, I've I've noticed because she's been spending like four hours every evening playing it. And mm-hmm. and then you call yeah. her and I'm like, I tell her all these interesting things about my dad. And she's just, yep. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, quotes. And they like yeah. your personal line notes that you've been telling on the podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Similar stuff. She'll tell me something, and then I'll go. Yeah, that reminds me of a story of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, it's an important part of uh, being interesting because you've got to really be able to relate to people with your own personal stories. 
Of course, yeah. Why, that's um, why I'm so popular. It's why I featured on the uh, thumbnail of last week's Quizlemania. Exactly. That's exactly mm. the reason why. Yeah, 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 mm. quite right. Um, and on that note, that's all the time we've got for this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Thanks, everyone, for, for listening and checking it out. We've got Elimination Chamber next week. We're going to be doing um, live reactions to that next Sunday. Uh, obviously, we've got all the podcasts in the interim as well. And then we'll have a review podcast coming on the Monday as well. Um, you can check out the live reactions on the WrestleTalk podcast YouTube channel. Uh, go check that one out. We'll be doing the live reactions over there. It's also going to be dual streamed at the same time over on the main WrestleTalk channel as well, which will be the last time anything is dual streamed. And then starting on the Monday after Elimination Chamber on the 22nd, uh, everything will have been divided in the super content shakeup. Uh, and we'll have all the podcasts on the WrestleTalk podcast channel. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. I love you very much. Uh, stay safe out there and take care of each other. And we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.